It's a podcast about you. How's that sound? Sounds great. I was going to know it. Have you seen this whole Area 51 situation that's going on? I am all in. Are you really? Let them happen. See, really? Let it happen. Let it happen. I love it. We're sitting here in my kitchen. It's been a while since I podcasted from this kitchen. I brought the studio downstairs because it's hot out. It's 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 uh it's now actually today's fine, right? Seventy ish degrees. Today's beautiful. Yeah. What's the traffic? I may as well do that while I'm talking about this. But uh, so we're doing another thing here. I want to bring my friends over to the house that I consider friends and talk to them uh, not about beer because that's all we talk about every day. That's all uh, my friends in the brewing industry do all day is talk about beer, work around beer. But there's got to be something else. And I want to uh, get to know my friends more. So Devin Bush is our first guest. What's going on, Devin? Hey, how's it going? And uh, Henniker Brewing Company, and we're going to do our best to not talk about beer, but it will come up. But uh, the, the point of this whole thing is to kind of get to know someone that you might uh, you might know about in the beer world, but uh, you might want to find some other stuff about. So I guess, uh, well, first of all, you brought something awesome over, and we'll talk about this first, too, is, uh, is my trip to Scotland. Because it's a, even though I brought you over to my house, I want to talk to you about me. Obviously, well, yeah, because Scotland's awesome, <laughs> yeah. and this makes sense, right? So, what did you bring? To, what did you bring over? What's uh, this? First scotch that we have today is both are single malts, and this is the first one is Springbank Ten. Um, we were just talking about how it's, you know, it's beautiful, blah blah, blah all the great things about it, but it's also one of the oldest and last uh, independently owned distilleries in Scotland because nice. of the massive consolidation that's happened over the last 30, 40 years. This one has maintained its independency, which is fantastic. Which is crazy, yeah, because uh, when I when I was driving around, I just didn't know that half, or not even half, a lot of the distilleries are owned by Diageo in some sense, and then mm-hmm. a lot of them in uh, Beams and Tory. But it's 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 crazy. And it, But as, as we were talking about, it's not a, yes, it's an ownership, as in Diageo owns a bunch uh, but it's not. It's it's way different than the beer scent. It seems because the distillers are still very independent in their work ethic. Like mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff, all of it's done there, and then uh, only a little bit. You know, some yeah. Some they don't barrel, seem bottle. to do the bud thing and eventually say, "Here's one recipe we want to scale up." So yeah. we're going to bring that to whatever plant. They maintain everything and really just throw infrastructure at it. Um, when I was at Tuttletown Spirits, the mm-hmm. distillery in New York, we were bought by. Um, William Grant, the owners of Glenfiddich and Balvenie okay. and yeah. Tullamore Dew, blah, 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 a bunch of other ones. And they wanted to leave everything alone and basically just spend millions of dollars in infrastructure and building up everything so it's a better, more efficient, more productive distillery. And what's funny about that is when I went to Oban, um, they're also Diageo, but it was the first time I saw like whiteboards with like numbers and like here's like days without injury, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. So maybe I bet a lot of that, especially with some of these rogue distilleries, like it, they get a lot of good out of that kind of like business like improvement. Yeah, you get like, huge business improvement, not just in the safety and all that, but also benefits. Yeah, I know that when we were transitioning, a big thing that was happening was they were telling us all the new benefits and all the money that was going to come in and just make just the work balance better. Yeah, and safer. Cool. That was a big deal. Yeah. Well, enough about this for now. Well, uh, one other thing yeah, back to the independent oh, yeah. thing is I think that looking at what's happened in Scotland with that is some foreshadowing for the craft spirits industry of the U.S. That's interesting. As it, it, it's, it's blowing up around It here. happened already once now. Uh, Westland out of Seattle, one of the largest single malt, mm-hmm. actually really the single malt producer in the sure. U.S., like the one that makes yep. it nationally distributed, internationally distributed. They got bought by Remy. Oh, really? Yep. Interesting. So, and that was the first major purchase outside of Tuttletown to... Wow. Um, William Grant. So there's been two purchases in the last two years or so, okay. three years. And I think as places start to grow, making whiskey is really expensive because you have a four to five year investment on a lot of your stuff. So you're putting it down in barrel and it's five years, four years till you actually get anything back from it. Yeah. And that's once you bottle and then you have to sell it, you have to get paid by your distributors. So five year return on anything. And as you grow, that's becoming increasingly harder and harder to get. Yeah. So I could see a lot of places as they reach a reasonable size getting snatched up. And as long as the bourbon industry stays fine, that's how the, that's how that's only way whiskey gets made, which exactly. is crazy. So everyone like I'm like if if bourbon American bourbon stops like we're fucked, so we're all screwed. Yeah, yeah everything's done, and, <laughs> and and we landed this the same day that Jim Beam that Jim Beam fire was there. Like, oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> all right, we'll, we'll come back to Scotland, but like, what's let's talk about you for a second. Where what where does the story of Devin Bush begin? Where a point in time? Where where are you from? What's Torrington, Connecticut? Torrington, Connecticut. All right, little town of nothing. Nice, uh, like forty thousand people, roughly the size of Concord, but way more depressed. Nice. There's no industry, and it's not the capital of anywhere, so oh, everybody's moving out. So you spent your entire life up until now there? 
Yeah, up until I was yeah, so went off to college, that sort of thing. Yeah, yep, I spent my whole life there. What was your born there? Yeah, all that. Yep. Bun- like bunch of friends at school. Like mm-hmm. you know, like what, so whole what, family there. I have massive family cousins, aunts. We actually grew up in almost a small compound, where it's four houses in a row. We're all aunts, uncles, cousins, and whatnot. Is that a good thing? I mean, if you had a good family, I guess it was awesome. It was a good it was great thing. thing. Right, yeah, good, uh, What'd you get up to as a kid? Any any hobbies? Band like. Uh, sports, sports, and dumb shit. Running so, in the woods and breaking yeah. things in the woods. Staring at you, I, I picture baseball or golf. Am I right? Baseball, I, baseball. Yep. Nice, definitely so, baseball. If if not beer, baseball. You think? Oh yeah, I'd definitely be pro at this yeah, for point. sure. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Just making sure. I'm a lefty, so left-handed pitchers up here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the inspiration does show. I haven't uh, thrown yeah. it out yet. As far as learning how to throw a left-hand curve. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. Have I you thrown I... our first pitch somewhere? I have not yet. Not, not yet. Have the Fisher Cats? Uh, I mean can sponsor a day right i'm into that wait is fisher cats the baseball team yeah it is okay yep, yep, yep. what's the hockey team gone oh gone no. yeah gone it's as the of new this ha- year it's the new hampshire gone and <laughs> they don't exist anymore um ben uh, if, if he was here he was uh, i think i sent you the picture of him and his dad at the um they were down at one of the hockey games in connecticut but they're wearing the whalers jerseys mm-hmm. he's a big fan and that's and yeah he's a uh, he's a hockey guy a hockey guy too when it comes to the whalers Actually, I think we can pinpoint that point in time as everything going downhill in Connecticut. Really? Once Whalers, Whalers left, left? Everything, else, <laughs> everything else collapsed. Oh, man. And I, I went to school in Boston. It was just, like, uh, depressing up until the Red Sox won. Like, a, a general depression in Boston until oh, yeah. the championship. Yeah, there's a reason why Boston people are angry. Oh, always angry. Yeah. Even when they win. It's like, we should have won by more. Of course, kind of yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's no other way. Oh, my God. So b- did baseball lead to, like, uh, anything in college? or Not really, no, because through? it was college to overseas, so it wasn't really such an option okay yeah in england to so play they, baseball because they make fun of you for baseball yeah. absolutely yeah but I, cricket's yeah. slower so who really cares Jeez. yeah it's slower and it's circle and, and you, you play in an oval yeah you don't swing as much as i as i remember like you kind of hold the is it what is it called the, the quidditch what's the thing <laughs> yeah it's the, the quidditch yeah. <laughs> they play it on broomsticks yeah, and, for, yeah. Okay, yeah that's what it is yeah. um but yeah i uh no so it was a lot of as a kid you know a lot of dumb things bikes outdoors that sort of thing a lot of time spent outdoors which is Actually, what led me to New Hampshire is my parents always owned a house up in the White Mountains. Oh, cool. So you'd been Family in New Hampshire home. before. Yeah, so yeah. we had been going up here. They actually built the house the year I was born. So we'd been coming up here and hiking and all that awesome. since I was a kid. So that really, one, led me to coming here. They're still down in Connecticut? Sold their house on Saturday, and they're moving up here. Wow. This is a Ben Watt story. I wish he was right here because his parents <laughs> sold his house in Connecticut, and there's no, there's no family in Connecticut for him anymore. I mean, I'm sure you still have family. I do, but I can't imagine very many times wanting to go back. That's true. They once you pass through Connecticut and they know your next resident, it's a hundred dollars at the border for taxes. <laughs> Jesus, my gosh! Uh, so college in England, you said. What's the story behind that? Did you uh, have a have a certain study you want to go for? Or just that was the for the subject of... we're not allowed to talk about today. Oh noted. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep so, uh, but uh, you know, humor me in case we weren't talking about it. It was <laughs> really just we to uh, learn about beer and to kind of progress that with microbio and brewing science. So, and did that like interest spark from high school? You're a big science guy, or? Uh, yeah, I really my, my dad's a science teacher. Oh, okay. So, cool. you know, there was a lot of that in our house growing up, um, different experiments and things like that, things to play with. And then homebrewed a couple times, really loved beer. Cool. And just kind of led into wanting to learn more about beer and the kind of the process behind it, want to make it, because why not? Yeah. Had you been outside of the U.S. prior to? I had not. Okay. So, nice. Was no. it Was that kind of scary to go f- for a, a long time instead of like a quick vacation? Not really, because you're you're young and you're stupid. Oh, sure. And everything's, yeah, yeah, everything's an adventure. Fine. Everything's yeah. fine, yeah. Did you do much traveling in while you're out there? Because it's super easy to super travel. Super easy, super cheap, yeah. Speaking of Scotland, got to go there. We had... Yeah. Um, a guy that lived in Wales, so we got to go over there and visit and cool. hang out through there. So yeah, I got to travel a lot in Europe because it's easy. Yeah, and it's it's super cheap. Whereas like a ticket across to like Los Angeles is like seven hundred dollars or whatever, mm-hmm. and then to fly around to different countries in Europe is like hundred bucks maybe. I remember I got because I was in Northern England flying from Newcastle to Dublin, and it was twenty five euro. Oh, and it, I mean, it was only like an hour flight, so yeah. essentially Boston to Philly kind of thing. It's but crazy. it was twenty five bucks, and got to spend a week and a half in Ireland just. Literally walking around, getting lost. That's awesome, and the, yeah, there, there's no like it, like no one will understand it unless you at least go travel. And I train break, we can take a quick sip. You can take a train too in Europe if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking of which, that you can. But no, it's uh, it, it, I don't think you like. I'm. Are, do you consider yourself a big traveler? After I this, do. Yes. After this trip, because yeah, yep. cause you, you you did a lot. You went to Scotland, and and did you go anywhere else uh, of note while you're out out and about? Uh, Belgium a couple times. Yeah. Mm, beer. I know. Can't, can't but talk about it. That's still fine, though. Bel- Belgium is, uh, 
I want to say oh, I'm thinking Berlin in my head, but Belgium is nice. I went to Belgium once, um, but you recently went to Brussels in Belgium, right? Yeah, we recently because you're, you're recently married. Congrats! Thank you. Nice. Yep. In October, we got engaged uh, at De Brabendeer, the makers of Petrus and Bavik and some oh, other cool. things. Nice, um, beautiful brewery. So we got engaged there and went there for. She didn't know, obviously, right? But spent a week between Brussels and uh, Flanders, and that went down to Wallonia Man. and the Ardennes. Which was beautiful because it's Wallonia and the Ardennes. That's awesome. And uh, Le Chouf was amazing. Yeah. That was one of the coolest spots. That little guy. That little gnome guy. <laughs> that little guy. And it really is just such a gorgeous spot. That's super cool. And then uh, shout out to the um, one, of, one third of Dr. J, uh, Randy, presided over the ceremony. He did. Randy presided over the ceremony. And it was I'll beautiful. I'll be damned if he, he did didn't a look great gorgeous. Job. He looked good, too. He was beautiful. <laughs> I mean, always, but shout outs to Randall. It was roughly a 30-second ceremony, maybe two minutes. Awesome. And then it absolutely downpoured, and we went to White Lake and took some pictures in the downpour. Nice. So, you know. <laughs> My mom was a, just as a piece of, of, a, of a family friend's wedding a couple weeks ago, and it was like, time me. It was two minutes. I'm like, God, like, thank you for making it as quick as possible. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I was like, all right, you got the vows thing going on. Like, go. Just, like, let's go. We all, we're all here for the thing after this. So let's, let's say I do and get the hell out of here. Uh, in my vows, I am pretty happy about. I was able to drop Saison three different times. Nice. <laughs> you are my Saison. <laughs> you... <laughs> Jesus. Uh, we'll have the vows in the show notes, I presume. Absolutely, yes, <laughs> yes, From yes. both sides? <laughs> Perfect. Um, so We'll recite them to each other before de- it's over. Definitely. Uh, if you look on uh, Instagram, you'll see a, uh, a picture of, of this fine spread we have here. Uh, and, you, and your wife already commented, make sure that you're sober before you leave. And I'm like, this is more <laughs> of a show backdrop piece, but if some gets open, whatever. Um, we The first time we had podcasted, you had mentioned uh, your trip and your love for things outside of beer yes so where did that love of scotch whiskey all that where did that come from was that just from traveling or did you have some experience it actually came from beer okay because so much of the root of whiskey is beer sure specifically single malt scotch because the base is all barley so once i started learning about beer and then you kind of start to get into scotches you get a lot of flavor overlap sure especially with the slightly more nuanced fruitier ones um so the perfect accessible example is glenfiddich 12 sure if you drink that you can perfectly pick out different uh, yeast esters nice because there isn't a whole ton of barrel influence you just get beautiful yeast profile from it you get a touch of the yolk so you can really start to mimic see where barley and beer cross or beer and whiskey cross nice um you don't get so much of that in bourbon which i eventually developed a love of bourbon and rye and different grains and things after scotch but single malt definitely came first because of the overlap and you kind of so so starting with scotch it's kind of not backtracking but it's kind of like go like going down it is a little bit going most people go the other way because bourbon's more accessible right and then and also bourbon barrel to, to whiskey and all that so you kind of like I worked myself it. back to the start. Good, yeah. good man, yeah. And wait, so what's the difference with rye? Just different barrel or like what's So the... with rye itself, it's just obviously a different grain. Okay. Um, But it's a lot more harsh and spicy and it's... So with rye and bourbon, you're talking about both by U.S. definition have to be first fill American oak. Okay, right. So you're starting to pull massive amounts of tannins out of that oak on the first fill, and that's with both of them. So you're getting this overwhelming American oak characteristic in a lot of them. Okay, And I think a lot of American whiskeys are over-oaked because it sits almost too long, which is counterintuitive to what a lot of people say is you want older whiskey. Sure. So I think a lot of the time, a decent younger American whiskey that's better, or maybe it's aged a little bit colder. Yeah. And and even tasting side-by-side with, you know, just scotch whiskey, old and, like, relatively young, it's not that there's not that big of a difference, but I, you can see a lot of overselling happening of like, oh, it's an older bottle, so it must be better. Yeah, it's very not, much so. Not never the case. Not really It the is case. not, no. So. And it very much so depends upon the kind you like, too. Sure, so 100%. Yeah. When you go into peat, I actually find that younger peated whiskeys yeah. are much, 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 they're more vibrant. Are they more smokier just because they're fresh? Yeah, they're fresher in the smoke. Okay. Is a is a phenol that can basically evaporate. Okay, cool. And so it's a lot smokier as it's younger, and so if you're looking for that, train, train break. break that's the benefit. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's we do the, we do it in the studio all the time. Train break. But yeah, so the uh, on the tours, I was I was blowing the, the heads off the tour guides because like what what step are we at now? And I'm like beer. Like how'd you know? I'm like come on. <laughs> all right, last time I'll say beer. No, but uh, it, it 
what was your do you remember your first like your first experience with with a scotch whiskey and, and kind of what led you whiskey, like what led you to scotland to in england and it was we were sitting at whatever pub it was sure. and we were drinking that and there was a guy that was he found out that we were all in the brewing school and so he wanted to buy us all around and he bought us all scotch what it was i do not remember oh, yeah. nice but he bought us all of that and that was like okay well what is this i'm seeing flavor here that i like yeah and then from there, it was like some research into it. Yeah, and and what you see here is the my dad's attempt to get me to like it. Mm-hmm. Which besides this, because I got it over there, which it worked because we ended up going over there. But uh, yeah, I'm still very fresh to this stuff, rye bourbons. As far as like just having it like this, and like I've had like you know old fashions with bourbon things like right, that, yeah. things like that. So definitely the trip of a lifetime a couple weeks ago to Scotland, and you definitely helped with a lot of like. You should go here, go here, go here, which was nice. Um, but it's so it, it's just it's wild how big of a place it is, but also how small of a world it is that you could at least say, "Hey, while you're here, don't forget to go over here, and right? Check this yeah, place out. which is great. Yeah. And so, have you what 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 are some of your highlights from Scotland? So much of it was just driving around, seeing the landscape, and just kind of walking. Did yeah. a lot of walking there, and so yeah. just you know. So the other thing about Scotch for me is yeah. that it. The, the barrels breathe so much and because it's a little bit colder you get a lot more atmospheric kind of input into it i think it's that's the best part about it is like you're like at every barrel room they're like no no no, like it's open air right so you're tasting the terroir like, tasting, of air it's crazy which is wild and so i think that was one of the cool things is that for scotland for being big but also small and comparatively there's yeah. so many different regions and so many different like aromas in the air that you can pick up on and there's and i, I think that and there's a, there's a respect for each of the four main sections yeah. that like every, every distillery was standing by too. Like, Oh, go try up here. Like there, there seemed to be a mutual respect for that where, where it's made is how it's going to taste. Right. To some extent. You know what and I mean? And like, I like Isla is the great example of that Yeah, because of everything with the peat and whatnot. But I think the better thing that's actually hidden about Isla and not just Isla, your, your Obens and things like that, that are your coastal or Island, um, scotches is that it does breathe that maritime salty air yeah and so a place like brook laddie that has all of its warehouses right on the water open air it actually gets splashed with the seawater and you can actually see and you get that maritime influence That's where it's crazy. almost briny yeah and so i think that was one of the favorite things about scotland was actually just the smells yeah because i was walking around thinking about scotch because that's where i was and did you and this is this is just my perspective being from New England all my life. Did you kind of have some like sense of familiarity just with Scotland alone? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. I, I, you know, we we traveled around around the country and like to the flattest parts of Kansas City to like wherever where there's no mountains. Driving around Scotland seemed like comfortable because there's it's comfortable with no trees. Hundred percent, yeah, and, yeah. And, and like narrow roads, yeah, yeah, but very comfortable because it's still rolling landscape. You have yeah. the ocean, you have the mountains, you have a lot of crossover, and I think that's you know for us. New Englanders, yeah. you feel comfortable there. Yeah, definitely. And I, I just like, I, again, a sense of pride for where you're at. Because even, even with, with Oban just being kind of like a Portsmouth of, kind of, like a, an, an older, old oh, school yeah, Portsmouth of, of, of Scotland was, was super cool. But like the, the seafood there is ridiculous. Had some fish and chips because he had to. Um, and it was, super, it was super good. Did you, uh, any any highlights from your from your trips out there? As far as food? Sure. Sure. Um, yeah, everything's boiled. So it's great. Yeah. And, and she's <laughs> uh, like, yeah. National uh, foods, curry. Is it? Really? I mean, uh, yeah. not actually, but there's, I mean, England, yeah. most of the British Isles, yeah. the best food you're going to get is Indian food. Yeah, it's that's super true. I had a, had a curry in Glasgow. It was at a hotel, but it was still fine. Glasgow was kind of the, not the down part of our trip, but we stayed like well outside the city. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it just because we were planning on a map. Like, we don't know what's where. So we were kind of far off. So we didn't really get to go into Glasgow, which I, from what I've heard from... You're okay with missing it. 100%. Yeah. So <laughs> I, we were in, we, we landed in Edinburgh. I'll tell the story first, then I'll go back to the, um, why I'm scared to go back to Edinburgh. But we went, landed in Edinburgh and we're at a, at a pub and the guy's like, where are you going next? Like, oh, we're going to go to Pitlockery, over to Oban, down to uh, Glasgow. He goes, what are you going there for? I'm like, I, it's on a map. I, know I hear the name a There's lot. It's a big dot on a yeah, map. Yeah, it says Glasgow. He goes... He goes, yeah, he goes, uh, he's a bunch of ruffians over there in a perfect Scottish accent, which I'm nailing. And uh, I'm like, yeah, I, you know, we're just going to go there. And I, we drove into the city, and it just kind of looked like a city. Not that I'm dissing Glasgow, but it just seemed like, mm, I don't know. But unless, and I, as, I, as I found out from Ian from Tributary, he says, unless you know someone that's been there or you know exactly what to do in Glasgow, you, you're better off kind of going to like a landmark and then go somewhere else. I also can't remember. It's... I believe it's east and west. 
They are very. Yeah, I'm not sure which side it is either. Yeah. Like, east is like the. the I think East is nice, or... and then West is the working. Yeah, whichever it yeah. is. But I remember one of them being a little bit nicer, a little bit more friendly right, right, to right. what it was. And you know, it is. It's a native working kind of area. Yeah, it's. It, it was. It was. Uh, not the like. We stopped there for two uh, distilleries. It's a city of townies. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, we were there with. Uh, uh, went to Akintoshin, mm-hmm. which is a, a, a very nice uh, distillery. Interesting because they're one of the only Scotch distillers to do a triple distilled. Right, and they are goddamn proud of it. Because, they sure oh are. My God, it, that's it, all they got. And I don't know if it's a. Is it a gimmick? Do you think? I mean, because you have some. You have some it's, experience. In... I don't think it's a gimmick, but I also don't think it's a good thing. Don't think it's a good thing. No, because they single themselves out. No, or? because um, the more times you distill, the more flavor you're removing. Yeah, and that was so actually... you're you're actually just continuing to remove flavor. So yeah. yes, you are getting what would be defined as a cleaner spirit. Sure, but it's also then less interesting. Yeah, I, it was, and we. I'll show you later, but we got a, like a tin cup instead of a glass, which I thought was interesting. But whatever. Oh, because you know what they That's did? very American of them. Yeah, here we go. Speaking of which, they he's like, oh, here's our last drink, which is like we thought was, oh, something special. It was their like 12-year with an IPA. Ah, yeah. And all goddamn trip we were hearing, don't mix it. Like, don't mix scotch anywhere. And here they come with this and like a little shot of this. And I'm like, this is neat, but I'll you know, get me the hell out of here. Yeah. But uh, And then uh, Clydeside, which is brand new, I think opened last August, but obviously has nothing to give but what was cool about them is they had other distillers which they couldn't name i guess for some legal reason make them a version of what they will make yes in planning i guess so like here like we were tasting you know a smoked and we were, t- we were or a very peated one we were tasting a, you know two other other versions and uh, i was like well what's it's from like oh we can't say where it's from but here's an example of what peated whiskey tastes like damn it yeah that's yeah. a interesting thing like it goes back to the whole money thing of how do you make it work right and you have to figure it out. So you'll, you're going to almost, uh, like with contract brewing, you're going to have sure. rebottle it and sell it off like that. Yeah. Or, which or, works. Or and like as long as you, and I am, I'm cool with it as long as you're creating something new. Right. And I like, don't want yeah. you to just rebottle XYZ and then call it your own. Right. If you rebottle it, and so a lot of places will say, They'll buy, I don't know if Springbank does this, but they'll buy Springbank 10 by mm-hmm. the barrel and they'll put it into a different finishing barrel. Oh. They'll put it into saw turn or okay. they'll put it into something else and they'll finish it their own yep. way and then they'll relabel it under a private label thing and call it theirs. Very interesting. As long as you're changing it, I'm good yeah. with it. What are your what are your thoughts on blends? Um the Johnny Walkers and all that. I like um blended single malt is Scotch Dalmore, whiskey. Is Dalmore blended? Uh Dalmore's not. Okay. Um so you, you, there's two blends. Mm. There's blended scotch yep. and then there's blended single malt. Scotch whiskey, okay, which okay. is a blend of then yeah. single malt mm-hmm. put together to create their own thing. Yeah. Um, I think most blends are very accessible. I sure. don't know why they have the price point that certain ones do, because by just calling it blended Scotch whiskey, you can also have a high, high, high percentage of neutral grain spirit. So basically corn or whatever it is yeah. distilled to nothing, and then you blend that back in to almost dumb it down a little bit. That's what, yeah, and it's. I don't think we had a blend when we were over there, but it wasn't like they weren't saying like it's a bad thing if you try it. It was just like a here's a different thing to do with all these with this, you know? yeah. yeah. And I, and I, it's funny that that was all a rage a little while ago, and then Definitely. single malts have come back around again because you have the opportunity for a brand to tell their story and you can kind of pick out different flavors. Yep. And I prefer that. And so and the, and the whole I had a whole misconception of Johnny Walker thinking it was a U.S. brand, which I think they're. They still try to pitch it as such. I think so. But they're building a huge facility in Edinburgh as like the Johnny Walker experience mm-hmm. for their, I think next year's their 200th or something, whatever it is. So apparently it's going to be this big deal over there in, in Edinburgh to do like this, this all this Johnny Walker stuff. But like the, the the label and everything makes it seem like it's some like high fashion dude in New York or something in, yeah. my, in my mind. And but, I think yeah. they've never strayed away from trying to say that like i think oh, sure. it's you know i mean they make that high fashion dude in whatever cities yeah. you want to say yeah, and, and, they, and they make game of thrones blends like what are really? you doing yeah oh, i had no idea it was all over the goddamn place mm. maybe it might have just been there to say like i was just like what is this like oh you don't see game have you, have you seen game of thrones like no I've seen no it. no i have not negative uh but edinburgh uh was probably the highlight of the trip even though Oban and Pitlockery, like i'm taking kathy to both those places though they're gorgeous like but as far as things to do 24 7 Edinburgh, i think has over both of those yeah but um we stayed on the uh royal mile Mm -hmm. and holy cow like tourists every day like i don't know like i've been to tons of cities that are kind of the same whereas like dublin will never not be a tourist city you'll always see busloads and busloads of people and dublin is one of those ones that feel like 
if you removed a couple things, it could be any city in the world. I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But in, but sh- but showing up to Edinburgh, it was nonstop. We showed up on weekdays and then again on a weekend, and it was just like it, it was it was crazy, but beautiful. The the uh, the castle's beautiful. The I mean, we went to the Scotch whiskey experience, which was rad, and just all the pubs and all the closes they're called, like mm-hmm. the in between building like alleyways. Those are pretty awesome too. Yeah. Like you you can't duplicate that around here like it's just it, it just it's very awesome. much so that thing from that time and place 100 percent, yeah and, and they and they keep it they just keep it that way and it, it was it was super cool what wasn't super cool um uh and, and we'll get back to talking about you but i gotta tell, tell the story because it's it's forever in my brain um i we we get to the hotel check in uh, my dad goes uh to get uh, money in an atm and i just step outside and right on the royal mile beautiful place to take photos uh wedding party of like bride and her bridesmaids groom and his groomsmen of like beautiful photo on the on the Royal Mile cobblestones, very cool. Um, then the groomsmen walk kind of ahead of the camera and turn their heads back towards the camera and the brides and the bride and bridesmaids, and uh, they go one two three and they lift up their uh, kilts ah! and things are dangling. And I guess that was what they call the Highland Swing because I saw some things swinging. Some of them, some of them knew well enough to hold on to some stuff before pulling up the pants. Okay, some didn't. Some didn't, yeah. No, I mean, but my, why would you let it let it I fly? Know. And my dad came out, and this is with hundreds of people around. Like, there's no hiding in in, in that place. My dad comes out, and I'm like, we just got to go back. I, I we had to go home. Like, it's time. It was day one of the. It's trip. time to go. Yeah. It was day one. I'm like, wait, I've seen balls. We got to get the hell out it's of here. Time to leave. Yeah, there, yeah. There's enough balls that I've seen. My dad's like, what? Yeah, I missed it. <laughs> it's like, trust me, not the highlight of the trip. Jesus. You oh. sh- you should have asked them to do it again for him. Just turn around. Could you guys just one more time for this American over here? <laughs> like, beat him up or something. Oh, man. So, uh, at, after Scotland, I mean, do you just, uh, when you came back, how, how'd, you, how'd you meet the lady? Long time? Uh, was it during school? Was it before? No, no. It was uh, well after. So, after that, I traveled. I was in Australia brewing there for a little while. Cool. And then did that whole more beer thing that we're not talking about. That's so, fine. continued on my <laughs> brewing career and then moved back to the U.S. And um, she actually lived next to my parents. Nice. And so friend of a friend introduced us, you know. Very cool. The rest is now us being married. Awesome. But yeah, so from there, started working at a distillery in New York, Town Spirits. And that's really started progressing more down that love of yep. whiskey yep. and being able to figure out kind of what goes into everything sure. on the whiskey side, which was great. Nice. Any other any other beverages besides uh, the spirits or the beers? Like, do you, are you a big coffee guy? Big coffee guy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, like, so, oh wait, I remember. I actually remember this because we were talking about cold brew once, and like, oh, you got to get this thing. But what do you what do you do for coffee? What's your what's your poison when it comes to it, or your process? Even? My process. Um. So at home, French press. Okay. Work. I have an espresso maker. Nice. His um, name's uh, Dave Courier. Dave Courier is the espresso <laughs> maker. Correct. No espresso maker at work. Uh, drink a lot of cold brew as well. Awesome. Yeah, I love coffee, love tea. Do you? Are so you, that was in England. Yeah. I was working at this little tiny brewery. Did like a, it was like work school kind of placement thing, and you had to walk into a basement to go in this little two barrel brewery mm. that supplied like two pubs in this dirty old city, and it was beautiful. And you walk down there, and we're having our first little break of the day. And he's like, "How do you want your tea?" I'm like, "No, no, I'm good. I don't want tea. I have coffee." He goes, "How do you want your tea?" I'm like, "Okay, no, no, I'm good." He goes, "How the fuck do you want your tea?" And so after that, I started drinking tea because I realized you cannot say no, right? Because that was just what you you did, yeah. Yeah. And so after that, I started drinking a lot of tea because it was forced upon me. So do you do tea bags? Or are you doing like loose leaf? What's going on here? Uh, a little bit of both, but nice. I think we shouldn't talk about balls and tea bags enough of this same. As minute. I said, I'm, I'm like just, we're, yeah. here. we're already here. <laughs> we're, so we're as here as now. Well, yeah, yeah. We as well wait in this water, see how we feel. But yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's interesting. But and like and going back to like your description of of that of that place, like you know, da- like down, kind of dark, murky, but only supplying a couple of pubs is like there's such a charm to something that looks so scary. Yeah, like walking down these alleyways to go to this this pub that's like as half the size of this kitchen and like shoulder to shoulder with somebody like that's how it was then that's how it is now like mm-hmm. it, like i i'm uncomfortable most of the time yep like in small places but there's like it's just you have to just live there's no it. choice there's no way and, and you I, think like, about when space was at a premium sure and it wasn't that they couldn't grow outwards yeah it was that you couldn't travel anywhere fast right so you had to do this right and now and like in, in most of those places, I'm, I wonder if it's the same in, in some, some of the places you've been to, but it's a very small entryway 
to a long place or a very vertical place. Yes, very vertical. So yep. like a, a, a bunch of these places we went to were like, okay, it looks super small, but you get in there and you're like, oh Jesus, like it can it's fit actually like huge. Eighty people, like yeah. it's fine. Everything like, and there's five bars in here. Okay, cool. This is perfect. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I live here now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jolly Judge, does that ring a bell to you? It the, does not. It's a. I'll show you a picture later. But that was the. That's my. If you, if anyone listening is going to Edinburgh, Jolly Judge is the place to go. It was uh, around, around the Royal Mile. Yeah, pub. Oh, nice. It's the biggest outdoor seating area. Or standing area that you could get. So like once, once we showed up there and found out we could stand outside, like everyone kind of poked their head down the clothes and was like, okay, we're gonna we're standing outside here and it's just like mega people watching, like the best. Oh, that's bunch yeah, of idiots. That's but great. It was, it was the best. But yeah, um, so we talked about your your love of coffee. Your uh, so you're not a Starbucks guy. If I have to, okay. So so you're not super pretentious. So no, okay. no, yeah. I'm not super pretentious about it. If I have to, Do I you grind will. your own beans. Absolutely. Okay. So maybe. <laughs> There's, there's a there's a level between there, there's a level like I will accept shit coffee so it's, so it's probably hand ground coffee it's yeah like burr grinder not kind of sorry my yeah, bad yeah, yeah. no uh, is Chemex a word Chemex is a word okay, yeah, I got a Chemex <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, we use a you can't see it now but it's hanging over our sink it's a coffee sock for oh yeah our, for, for our cold, cold brew. brew yeah I got a coffee sock as well I think you told me about that which yeah. is why I love I the coffee it. sock yeah, it's 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 delightful uh, and we also got some uh, bring it out now no we got uh, Edredor cream. Like uh, Ooh, that's to fun. go, yeah. So we just put a little coffee ice cube in there and mm-hmm. have ourselves a time. So uh, yeah, I guess really just a lot of beverages I enjoy. I was gonna say, yeah. Well, so let's talk about food then. What's like what what sparks your what sparks your fancy for food? Like besides, I mean, you had probably all the pub food you could ever. eat I in your love life. smoky things. Okay. Yeah. Barbecue. Yes, barbecue. Okay. But I think smoke and things that shouldn't be smoked necessarily. Okay. Yeah. So we were just up in Portland, and there was immediately gravitated towards. We went to like the little pizza spot, yep. and it. They were like, yeah, this has smoked tomatoes on it. So I was right away, sure. what yeah. in the hell is that? So yeah. I want that thing. Cool. So I've really found that I love the addition of smoke to things. Can I ask where it was? Uh, started with a B. Nice. Yep. Bosh. Yeah. No, that's Nosh. That's Nosh, yeah. So it's a place that started with a B and they make delicious pizza. Damn. Yeah. So so smoky things. What about spicy? What are you, what are you yeah, land on Yeah, spicy. Yeah. Like challenging or? Uh, used to like challenging. Mm. No longer enjoy that just because I want spice to add to it. And I also find that if I can't taste beer or other things say, for a couple yeah, days, it really strips my taste buds. And then I really don't enjoy the next couple days. It sucks from like me being the consumer uh, like outside of the industry of, of, of beer. I like... I'll put myself through the ringer when it comes to spice. Like, I'll have the hottest whatever, mm-hmm. but not knowing that, like, had I had a job that needs my palate, like, I can I can taste a beer, but a night after having, like, the hottest wings ever, it's like, we used I'm, to, I'm ruining it. In brew school, we had, there was this one spot that did, like, a special, I think it was Thursday nights, and it was some cheap, super spicy curry and, a, and like, a pint yeah. together yeah. kind of thing. And on Fridays was when we always did our tasting. So you're like, well, I can't have that, but I really want the deal because I'm a starving college student. Yeah, <laughs> oh, man, and the, and the and all the smells of the curry and the spicy things are it's so intoxicating mm-hmm. in itself. Like it's so good, and then you're like tasty, like oh shit, I made a mistake because it's like it's just gonna it's gonna be with me and come out. Yes, also. the same <laughs> the smell. Same <laughs> um, but um, yeah, no, I abs- like really just kind of across the board as far as food goes. Yeah, but lately it's been a lot of smoky things. Trying to dive, figure out what. What can you apply smoke to? Hell yeah. I, I think I saw in on Elm Street, there's going to be a barbecue place going there. I saw a sign with a pig. So Okay. Maybe, Actually, uh, right now, Elm Street, favorite place, nudes. It, really? Loving it. So I, I go to Boards and Brews all the time uh, for, for board games and cold brews. Mm-hmm. And uh, across it's across street from nudes. Yep. So is that just like a Thai noodle place? Or um, what is it? It's a... This is in Manchester, by the way. Yeah, everybody. Manchester. Um, So it's the same guys that own Birch on Elm. So okay. shout out so to So across the street from them, too. Yep. Jeez. Nice. So it was basically his fast, casual noodle bar. Wow. So it's not just he makes all his own ramen noodles every single day, all his own steamed bao buns. This place does? Yeah. And so he does little, like, Nashville chicken steamed bao buns. What? And it's just Beardous? absolutely insane. Yeah, Kathy, so it, Kathy's it's, writing it down right It's now. been my favorite spot that I've been to. Man. Off. We actually just went with the guys from Garrison. Oh, shout out. Nice. Shout out guys from Garrison. Um, okay, now i got to go because it was. it's not intimidating, but it's next to the place that has those... <laughs> those waist down stools yeah on the country bar yeah it's like uh the tractor seats yeah Yeah. uh bonfire yes yeah i mean i don't know the place could be rad not a place i want to go to i don't think it is rad yeah if i can set a stage for those listening that might not ever go here but you'll you might walk by it it's there are these stools that are basically human halves Mm -hmm. from the waist down so you're sitting on someone's ass but like 
behind, it looks like you're standing up. Yes, it does. If if someone's walking behind you, it's such a weird thing. Okay, so glad. Yeah. I so yeah, nudes has really been <laughs> my, back to nudes. yeah back to nudes. Yeah. So again, shout out to Joel oh, for making man. a killer spot. Awesome. That is just absolutely I would, stellar. I would have no idea that goes in because I went to uh, is it Mint down the way? From yeah, there? love that. I, I've been there a couple times, and that that place is good. But nudes sounds a little more. Uh, I'm trying not to say it sounds fancy, but I'm saying it, it doesn't. It is not fancy. Okay. It is very, very, very. Ca- and it's so all the, beer so the and can, probably, okay, and they do cool. a okay. great job with the, like curating a good list. Yeah, because mint is a date is like a date date night. It seems it's a little, it's fancy, but you can get it. You can go to the bar and have some stuff. But it, it so it's good to hear that nudes you can just kind of drop in, drop in great beer. food all the time. Uh, definitely the other more expensive date spot is Birch on Elm. Their other location, it looks cool, which been. is basically really expensive tapas and cocktail menu, Sweet. and you get to play in that realm. Are you familiar with David Chang at all? Uh, Restaurateur. Yeah, it sounds like a food uh, Momofuko. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he owns Momofuko, and so he opened up like a bunch of these fast casual noodle bars, and I think that's where Joel gets some of his inspiration from. Interesting. Well, let's want to pause and pour another uh, dram. Absolutely. And we'll, and we'll, uh, I'm going to take a quick uh, banyo break, and we'll be right mm-hmm. back. For that. I do, yeah, I don't want... Kathy, I disagree. I, I do not want more man ass. I do. Oh, that's on the cast. <laughs> that, that's the intro right there. So uh, we're back. Would you uh, would you pour us? What's so this? this is Kilhoman. Yes, it tell, is. tell me about it. Even though you didn't just tell me about it, I did. It's uh, <laughs> one of the newer Isla distilleries. Nice. It was the smallest distillery in Scotland for a couple of years. It's definitely smaller now. Um, beautiful foresight stills. Gorgeous little spot. They bought Rockside Farm. Yep. And just gorgeous spot on the island. And they get a lot of their barley from Isla, which is obviously great. But it's lightly peated, and it's a younger one, so it's a little bit more vibrant. But it doesn't taste young. It just tastes vibrant and youthful, but it, not – Yeah, you wouldn't say it's a young whiskey when you taste it. As a, as a very amateur to all this, it, it is a good intro to peated. Yeah, very Because yeah. you can't just go – I mean, you can, if you want, go to like a Lagavulin immediately if you wanted to and get like smoked out of your mind. But this is like – a little this like, is intro. a subtle, and you almost get like a hint of lemon a and session, some acidity. Can we call it a session P? Session P, yeah. Session P, yeah. Yes. I like that. <laughs> That's a good name for a thing we can't talk about. But <laughs> <laughs> damn it! All right, new podcast. No, uh, so first half of the of the conversation was just about Scotland because I know we had we had a uh, interest, and I, I needed to ask some things about that and talk about the spirits. But this is a podcast not about beer. So imagine a world where it didn't exist. Or you took a separate route. What like what job would you find yourself in if say distilling was even an option? Either mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Like what what would you be thinking of doing with your life? <laughs> so if it wasn't distilling and it wasn't beer, basically nothing alcohol related. Yeah, sure. So nothing alcohol related. There's a good chance that I would either be doing something in the science field, but practical. Sure. Because I very much so need that hands on bit. If I'm just like, if I was just in a lab, yeah, I would absolutely go insane. Yeah. So, so like research in some capacity? Yeah, so probably something outdoors. Yeah. Um, before I went to beer school, I was looking at doing a a bio one to basically go to the forest and check out like what's living, this, that, and the other thing. So nice. on the field biologist. Cool. Have but more been... with plants, not with animals. And obviously with, with your, you and your wife shared interests now in, 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 flower, in, in flowers and plants. Mm-hmm. So have you visited many of like... Like the the world's gardens that, or forests that you that you yeah have, that you was kind of to. part of the thing was finding yeah. like whatever it is closest to go hiking yeah um, there's actually just north of where I went to school was a uh, Anik was a town and mm. it's Anik Castle there it's actually where they filmed the first couple of Harry Potters cool but never it's heard of them beautiful beautiful grounds cool Harry Potter really lives there and they do play Quidditch it's amazing damn it um, <laughs> but yeah beautiful garden so that was one of the first ones when i was traveling and then after that it was well i need to start doing this everywhere nice and then same thing we've got to go to wales and climb mount snowden and travel around there for a while and just amazing so That's you cool. can get so much more out of the area you're traveling to if it's outside the city too yeah we're like with your trip you know yeah go to different spots outside the city because it's highly recommend that and it's 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 definitely not something like there it's it's for a very specific group of people that can just wake up go to the next town like go to the next town like it's a rushed vacation obviously if you can spend a month there and do it all like at your leisure is cool but it, it's I, even if you're spent like we spent that week in belgium in october yeah and one of the best days was when we down, went down to le Chouf, like i said but it wasn't because yes the beer is amazing the yep. beer is amazing but it was because the landscape around it made it amazing being able yep. to hike for a couple hours before you we went on the tour yeah and driving through the hills and Definitely. like that made it more for me so yeah. i very much so think i'd be doing something outdoors and but a yep. science realm because i can combine all that were you, were your parents 
hoping you would go in a certain route or was kind of like the, the beer I world I don't know. Surprise. I think they were just hoping I wasn't going to become a drug addict. Right, yeah. Because, you know. Drug addict or try to be a baseball player. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, any of those things. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, maybe they kind of go hand in hand. Now maybe I get addicted to roids and I go Definitely. down that road. Yeah, man. Yeah. That Mark Aguirre guy. Is he? No. <laughs> what? When is this podcast? <laughs> what? Lance what, Armstrong. I know. Still base, upset I know about baseball. It. Jeez. <laughs> but yeah. So so they they're they've been supportive, obviously in in, in the craft, and obviously thousand percent supportive. Awesome. I told them when I was underage I was going to go to beer school, and they said go for it. Yeah. So, so they've been yeah. super supportive. But I think it really would have been something along that road. If not, I was also building for a while, like houses okay. and stuff. Are you crafty still? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. If I need to do it, it's fine. Yeah. I love doing that kind of stuff. I have a small woodworking shop. Awesome. Nice. So yeah. being able to do that. And that was, you know, again, hands on. I really like to see something done and made. Yeah. And I think that's why beer fits in so well. Sure. Is because I get to see a product by the end From of the start day. start to finish. Yeah. yeah. How did you, where'd you learn your, your, like your craftiness for, you know, uh, building things? Was it Parents. Parents' interest, yeah. Dad sure. and grandpa. My, yeah, I, my grandpa had a full wood shop. He built all the furniture in his house and this and that. The, and my yeah. dad carried on, and so I grew up in that setting. So I learned all the tools from a young age. Yeah, and I, I regret being being so, like, video game heavy in my childhood to, like, to not, like, visit my grandfather often with it because he was just, like, sounds like just like your grandfather is super had all the tools i have i have most of his tools now in my in my basement but not to like learn the stuff hands-on yeah it's kind of one of the biggest regrets i have but also now i get to actually work a lot with my dad when i'm like i need help up here he goes i'm not gonna do it for you i'm, I'm gonna show, show you, how you. To, that's perfect so and, it, and now he'll show me some stuff so like that is, is is one of the coolest things i'm not gonna go ahead and you know build a shed that was built by somebody else but like fixing things is like a, a, a thing that i think our kids i don't if you're gonna have kids or not maybe maybe yeah or our the next generation will say it's gonna be lost on we're losing that i think i think heavily very much so losing that i'm I'm, and i'm I'm grasping at that with my dad to just be like you know teach me teach me everything because i know like had i didn't had i not asked him to do that our our kids would be like screwed totally lost yeah and then but you and as youtubers get older and those videos get lost. There'll be no YouTube videos. No, those will all toilet. be gone. Yeah. yeah. Wait, Cause you... you're not going to be able to look that far back. They're not going to be in whatever's going to be ultra no HD way. at that point. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. But yeah, so that's cool. Super. Crafty. Yeah. So my grandpa lived a half mile away and we were really, really close. And so I would ride the bike up and we'd go play in the wood shop almost every day when I was awesome. younger from just making stuff. So he taught me joinery and this and that and all yeah. sorts of cool and that, things. And that's a hell. I mean, geez. So those like scientists, or a construction, or you know, a, a craftsman are are high are high paying, high sought after gigs too. And there's actually more crossover there than you'd think. Sure. And I, and I find that once you get to a certain level, if you're curious, yeah, like same thing with brewing that you can always just approach it as the day to day. I switch this valve at this minute, but if you want to dive deeper, there's the microbio yep. side. And I found that with almost every single thing you can do, if you want to do it with woodworking, which if I was to do that, I think I'd go down that road and say, hey, I'm building a thing out of, say, I have cherry on a front and I have American oak on the side. When I join these two, I know this one dries at this degree and this one dries at a different one. So how do you match this joint? That things is, like that, yeah. so you can almost dive deep into anything you do. It's just it, like everything's a recipe, right? Like it's you're not just reading. A, it's not instructions. They're they're recipes, exactly for for a beer, for a whiskey, for a cafe, for, for cafe, yeah, <laughs> for a forest. No, those aren't made. Don't j- 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 go make a forest. Yeah, go make a forest <laughs> now. Um, let's get a little weird with these questions here because mm-hmm. I, I got a couple written down as 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 I'm driving home from work. I got a longer longer drive. I've been thinking about some things. Um, have you seen this whole Area 51 situation that's going on? I am all in. Are you really? Let them happen. So you, really? <laughs> Let, it happen. Let it happen. I love it. Holy shit. Okay, no. So I, I'd only heard about it, and I don't know when it is. It's September or something is when they want to do they it. They can't stop us all. They can't. <laughs> so you are fully in. Okay. I am fully in. What a, like, so we're talking about the internet being fucking batshit. I mean, that's this is the internet. It's some random guy making a Facebook group to invade. Out of a joke. Yeah. To, Out of a joke, and it's actually getting traction. And this uh, is why we can't build things anymore. This is why we did it. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm like, and there are people that will probably show up and it'll be like a mini Burning Man or some bullshit, but you can't go close to it. Like, you can't get near Area 51. I feel like people will actually be shot. I think so, too. There there, there will be bad things, but I imagine that the U.S. government's going to step in and yeah. they're going to already have barricades like, or... There's a better way to waste money. Maybe this is the place we actually need to build a wall. There it is. Area 51. <laughs> Area 51, build the wall. So, with, with, with all the... With the um, 50th anniversary of the Apollo mission, the Area 51 thing going on. Do you believe there's life outside this planet? I feel like there has to be. Yeah. 
I, I feel so like I the, so there's too many galaxies. There's too much this. There's too much that. That at some point in time, there has to be the repeated thing for life to happen. Whatever it has to be. I whatever I'm gas with is combined with this thing to that thing to make the us. Yeah, this had to be repeated. And I'm sure in our solar system, there's probably bacteria or whatever is the weird alien equivalent of bacteria yep. somewhere out there. Yeah, some kind of single celled thing that we can't tell. I I can't. I like. In that, the famous words of Jeff Goldblum, life finds a way. Jesus. <laughs> Jurassic Park. Um, no, I, 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 that's one of the big things that I'm like, I'm sad I will never know. Because like, in our lifetime, we'll never know if there's life outside this place. I say that. September. In September, we might find <laughs> out. If some people get past the guards. But I, 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 but, so I totally believe you. I don't think we have anything in Area 51 from, no, from outside this place. And if it, and if I don't we know did, what it was already would... moved. Well, yeah, like a long time ago, to yeah. a secret facility yeah. that we'd have no. It's not it, it wouldn't Day. have linked. Yeah, it's not Independence. It Day. wouldn't have leaked to everybody that this was a thing. Right. Yeah, and I, I I see the videos of like they they release some videos of of you know the Air Force seeing these things of like you know unidentified you know UFOs whatever, um, but I. I can't believe those. I think that is probably much more of experimental aircraft from the Air Force. Interesting, like but. Like the Air Force seeing that, yeah, because like, what, it's, what, it's, like, whether it's the CIA oh, or whatever secret, secret whatever yeah. thing that the U.S. has for Department of Defense shit, yeah. they're probably trying to come up with new technology and move shit around. Yeah. I mean, the U.S. is the biggest weapons manufacturer; they're yep. always going to try and find the better weapon. Yep. So, I, yeah. and this is all in the time before again HD shit, right? So the yeah. quality's garbage. Do you think we'll ever get to uh, Mars before we uh, before you and I leave this? Here I don't know because my thing about that is until they figure out a way of fast travel. Sure, it's a really Fa- I forgot faster how, faster because <laughs> yeah. I forgot how long it takes, but it's years to Mars right now. Yeah, I think it, nine. I could be. Yeah. yeah, so let's say it's it's years. Let's let's take nine yep. as a number, even if it's two. Yep, it's a really long way to try and get things there. And what do you keep? How do you keep things preserved? Right. Even food source. Once you're there, you don't have the ability to grow. Yeah. So you're going to send another one right after you yep. or in a year to just supply. Like, I don't know how this works. What was that movie with? Um... Especially because we can't balance a budget. It's true. <laughs> right. Uh, what was that movie with Matthew McConaughey about space? It was like three hours long. Christopher Nolan. They did like him and Hathaway went out into space. Oh, my God. I did not see it. Oh, you have to. It's a great one. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up and come back to it. But the what what they do really well. I mean, Christopher Nolan makes good movies, and I, I'm a big movie guy. And even though I know like Matt Damon will never go to Mars and start a colony on that, like it's a great book, great movie. Uh, the Martian, I think it was called. Uh, this movie was about um, basically going through the like a, a black hole void in time, mm-hmm. and it kind of made time travel like time travel in a sense that time will tra- time travels faster on other planets than it does this one. Sure. So I believe in forward movement time travel. Okay. And not traveling back not in time. Not back in time. Okay. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? I don't see why not. Because I, I mean, time is just something we made up. I think you're right. And I think there's a, I think the, there, there's a time or a, a, a place in space, as it were, uh, that you can travel so fast that five minutes go by in your mind, but 10 years go by on Earth. Sure. I think that's possible. Yeah. But to me, time travel backwards is out of is insane well, well it doesn't make sense because the idea of traveling forward is you're traveling to a point that's not happened yet interesting so maybe, maybe but you can't then or, or it's happening somewhere else but you can't yeah. travel back to things that have already happened right because I, we're not going to I be in two places like back to yeah, the future doesn't, i can't understand it yeah that I mean, doesn't make sense. not that i'm screaming boo in the theater at that movie it's fine I am. but <laughs> yeah, that was you back then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just like i i think we, you can move faster than time and but so much so that you stay the same age wherever the hell you are, but like years pass by. That'd be a cool thing to find out. What's uh, what's that was in the black hole? That was after five whiskeys. I thought about that. I wrote that down here. I like that idea. My dad and I talking about time travel and the jolly judge. No, (laughs) but I'd be like, you're going back on your own flight, son. (laughs) (laughs) That's Uh, your opportunity. You you can take over the the flight and just see what you can do. Oh yeah. I'm sure there's straight up. Yeah. Right. Oh God. (laughs) With all those screaming kids on it, I'd like to. Jesus Christ! <laughs> no, um, but yeah, I I think that's a, like time travel is, is a cool thing. And like, have you seen the movie Looper at all? Yes, awesome movie. I I think it's it's a, another one where you kind of it's a forward backward kind of movie where uh, Joseph Gordon Lovett and Bruce Willis are like trying to kill each other, but it's awesome. Yeah, but once I find that movie out, what is it called? Christopher Nolan timeline movie or no? It's not timeline, which is a decent Paul Walker movie. 
I have not seen that. He had that's a, a very, movie? That's a very old movie, yeah. Well, first of all, it's called Fast and Furious. All, <laughs> all the ones <laughs> all he was in. All of them, yeah. yeah. Um, it's not Inception, either. What do you Inception's got? great. Yeah, it's um, a great movie. Interstellar. Interstellar. There have you is. seen it? I have not. It's, it's worth a watch. And after this conversation, you'll... I think Google you'll... says 96% people like this movie. Okay, good. So I'm one of them. It's got to be good. Yeah. Uh, no, so great, great movie. Obviously, some like, okay, whatever. It's some Inception moments where you're like, okay. But what do you think of Inception, though? Great. Yeah. I fell asleep twice watching it. Is that weird? Am I watching it right now? And like, I'm waiting to spin my dreidel. <laughs> <laughs> we, we've <laughs> already top. gone too far. Yeah, yeah we've already, yeah. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> Get me out of here so I can finish the movie. <laughs> um, so, yes, I, I, I think Area 51, <laughs> if that thing, if, like, if something happens, like, I think more news crew is going to show up to that than actual people. So that, that people have jobs. I think so. I, I, we I were think, actually talking about it this so. weekend. Yeah. And, um, about going? No, oh, well, yeah, sort like, of. Yeah. <laughs> about how, how, like, you know, how many people can actually show up because they'd have to take time off from work. It's a really low population density, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. We need to figure out a place to storm on the East Coast, like Plum Island. Right. Yeah, where I they think, had that weird Montucky right. guy thing well, right come here, out of. Right here in Exeter. The incident in Exeter, there's books on it. Someone saw a spaceship, which they have the second biggest, and here we go, let me sound, spout my facts, second biggest UFO festival outside of Area 51. Exeter, Is it Exeter? Hampshire. Yeah. We're storming Exeter. And it's there are some crates talk about talk about nutbags before, but these guys are nuts. Um you just mentioned books and I forgot to say by the yeah. way, your book currently being sold CVS and Concord. The CVS CVS and Concord has your book <laughs> right next to the checkout. Oh my god. What? Okay. At that's, the checkout, you, the, you are the impulse buy. That's why the checks are still rolling in, baby. <laughs> I got a check for I think twenty bucks for the year. Royalties. Yeah. ching <laughs> I gotta write my next book about space, and then I'll yeah. go nowhere near CBS. <laughs> oh, I gotta go see. I gotta go see this in Concord now. Oh my god, there's a hardcover of that Ryan too. Ryan Ulrich, Beer and Time Travel. Yeah, right. Yeah, Please. Volume Three. Yeah, the first. You have page. to start with Volume Three, yeah. so that <laughs> <laughs> the first the first words. Let me finish. Like, don't close the book yet. Let me just hear. Me Refer out. to Volume Two. Yeah, read, read me out here. Hold on. I'll do the audiobook of just me rambling after like just <laughs> Volume Three. Oh my god! So this is Part Four of the podcast. Um. Last meal, you were talking about you like smoky things. Mm-hmm. The the big and this is going to be kind of grim for a second, but the first time I ever heard of the concept of a last meal was prison. Oh yeah. So yeah. Um, Timothy McVeigh, Oklahoma City bomber, born on my birthday, mm-hmm. was the first time I ever heard of the term last meal, and he had two Big Mac uh, value meals. Okay. What would your not to say you're in prison, but what would your but last let's say meal if be? I was on death row. Let's say you're in death row. Let's yeah. say I'm on death row. What would my last meal be? You're going to give a call down to one of those uh, steamed burger places in Connecticut. Oh God, those are so gross. Are they bad? I, I don't understand. They look it. disgusting. I don't understand it. <laughs> the cheese that they it's, put on it's that just sh- it's it's just gray. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's a shade of it's just shade that food should from, not be. This, this is coming from a man from Connecticut. Yeah, okay. they're not good. Don't eat one. Oh man, yeah, it's it's all so that's it's, out. It's it's just they're fooling you. <laughs> I think I'd see if I could go liquid. Interesting. Just get after it. Just beer and whiskey, and just and see what the fuck anything. happens. Yeah, you can if get they anything. say anything. Yeah. Then I just go beer and whiskey. Right, cool. Be shammered when they're Holy electrocuting man. me. Yeah. Because w- w- then you don't know. I think you had a glass of wine too. I have to, I have to look it up, or maybe a coke. But like, you should be able to get anything. Like, if they'll give you anything, that's the avenue I'd go. Because down. they're paying. Because I mean, they're paying less after you die. After because you're not, they're not paying to keep up right. the upkeep. Oh man, I, I didn't think about that. That's so good... maybe maybe I'd go liquid. Yeah, go liquid. And they're like, okay, put all this shit in a blender. No, no, no. Beer and whiskey. <laughs> Beer and whiskey. That's <laughs> yeah. it, yeah. I guess if we'll it, if I there. was not allowed liquid right now, it might be a Korean fried chicken sandwich. Oh, I've been man. Into I've been into that recently. Where? All over. Everywhere. Everywhere man. I can find one. Everywhere. It's oh, not man. that often, but when I can find one, I'm into it. Man, I, We actually just had one in Portland. Really? Mm-hmm. Uh, Bao Bao? No, outside of uh, Definitive. Uh, a food truck oh, called nice. thing there, yeah. Oh, awesome. Shout out to Definitive. Their Kolsch is nice. Definitive, is a, they make a, a different thing we can't talk about, but yeah. Yep. Oh, the Kolsch? Is, sure. uh, yeah, yeah. is, is that the name of the sandwich is Kolsch? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sandwich is Kolsch, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, like, for, for for this first episode of whatever, I haven't titled it yet, like, I can answer these questions, but I will not repeat answer them. Maybe I'll come up with different answers, but uh, I haven't thought about my last meal because I'm asking the questions here. And not answering them, but uh, if like gun to my head, or I guess needle to where like somewhere if I'm on death row or whatever, um, I'm a big sandwich fan, mm-hmm. and not that like I'm just because it's close by. The Newfields Country Store makes a heck of a buffalo chicken club. Okay, but yep. it's good, but it's got to be made right, and I got I got to make sure it's the it's the best bread. It's made right. Okay, I'm taking my option back. Actually, What's I that? am not going with that. Many but... brothers. <laughs> <laughs> 
Just an egg sandwich. Yeah? Egg sandwich. Man, that's a middle finger to the law right there. That's it right I there. just want this. Yeah. <laughs> I want a bunny in a hole. <laughs> just <laughs> put that in there. <laughs> egg sandwich, huh? Do you make your own breakfast? Absolutely. Okay, good. Nice. We do, we do that. We do little egg muffin cups. Ever? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just... I don't use the cups. What? No particular reason why. No, I don't know. We just we yeah. like to we we prep for the week because we're lazy. I'm lazy. It's a good way of doing it. Yeah, I just I just put it in the oven and say just let me know when it's done. Then I smell smoke and I'm like oh shit's done. <laughs> it's really done. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> you get one of those timers. <laughs> um, on the same course, uh, on the same course. Speaking of meals, got them. Uh, on the same line of uh, conversation, um, if you could have dinner or or a meal with three people dead or alive, where are you going? Or where are you going? Who are you eating with, though? Okay, Three who I'm eating with. Yeah. Number one, Ben Franklin. Cool. Hands down. Any reason why? Just because? He's a guy who's a player? He's the original inventor of everything. Wow. He, he, he brilliant mind. I is mean, it, founding yeah. father. Is that fake quote in all those pubs? Of- He's got a fake quote in everything. <laughs> um, the original American humorist. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he wrote so many different things that we do today it's crazy and not just i mean on his humorous like poor richard's almanac kind of side yeah yeah, yeah. and his other writing is beautiful Mm -hmm. and it's just absolutely smart man so i'd love to just pick his brain and see how he works for a little while nice um same line i thought thomas jefferson cool okay yeah that'd be number two all right then one more declaration signer Uh, it would not be a declaration signer to go the opposite way but still humorist mark twain yeah that dude was a partier man and there's an award name after him was he a partier for real Dude smoked cigars all day long you, and drank whiskey all day long. He was a huge bourbon drinker. Bourbon how, and cigars all day. How did you find this just by like reading up on stuff? or Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Man, I read awesome. everything. That's but cool. But yeah, no, he, uh, Mark Twain, houses in Connecticut. He lived in Connecticut for a long time. I had no idea. Um, he had this whole thing where he went to Europe for a while and did whatever it is he did in Europe. When yeah. he came back, he had to have the meal of meals. Wow. And if you read this thing out, it's like a 12-course just glutton fest Man. of American food. And the guy is just a That's party. That's awesome. And he drank or he smoked cigars all day long. Good so answer. I'd love to smoke yeah. cigars and eat with Mark Twain. So are you a big history buff, too? I, yeah, it depends on the history. So revolutionary, I guess? Yes. Is where, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of take a liking to that. It's not so much the revolution part, more of the founding fathers. I think, where, okay, like, sure. The theory of how we got to where we are now. It's crazy. Like, And it's it's... I, I, I caught on to that. Uh, like I, I'm very, like, I don't read a lot of books, but like in seventh grade, we learned about the, the revolutionary war. My mom took me to the freedom trail, like that mm-hmm. whole thing. And my mind was just like blown. Cause it was like, history's here. Like I can see stuff. Like I, right. I, I can see where things are happening and like, and all, and all of that. So my, my goal, like soon, I mean, Philadelphia, we, we can talk about, cause you, you're a big fan, right? Mm-hmm. I want to go because I want to go to, to the, uh, to the place where it all went down. Um, is that a good place to visit? It absolutely is. Okay, so it's not just like... It's not just touristy. There's touristy. a lot of great stuff there, okay. yeah. But the Rocky Steps are touristy? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And also there's Monk's Cafe. I know. That serves substance that we don't talk yeah, about. I can't talk about it yeah. here, but um, there's but also... Yeah. yeah. No, I think that... Those just, are a good answer. That's a good answer. That whole time frame is just absolutely amazing for what was going on. I mean, you look at when... This sounds pretty grim, but when you talk about sacrifices and things like that, the signers of the Declaration of Independence, um, out of how many, 20 there was, it was 19 of them did not last yeah. years because they were killed because of what they were doing. So crazy. Buildings were lost. Bills, uh, families had to leave this, that, and everything. So it was really just a harsh, harsh, harsh time. But people that really stuck by what they wanted and what they knew they were doing moving forward. And that doesn't exist anymore. No. And and, and to, not just here. That just does not exist. And, and, and to think that, uh, that the constitution are such locked documents as in haven't budged in however, and, 300 years, 200 years. It's, it is the longest lasting constitution. I think a, it's crazy. A, a constitute, a um, governmental constitution average is something like 50 years. Really? Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it, it just shows either they did it right. Yeah. Like that's, that's, and that's now most places that are rewriting are rewriting it based off of ours. Yeah. That's like, yeah, that's wild. But yeah, those are, those are three that I wasn't, I don't know who I was expecting you to say, but. I would have. I, I mean, there's some fun other ones that oh, you sure. throw like sports people in, but I think yeah. three series that I'd like to sit down. At, but I think Mark Twain would be an absolute blast. Yeah, Ben he'd Franklin be, would be distracted. Like you'd have to like tell, okay, put hey, the thing down. Bring hang back, on, yeah. come on, come yeah. on, back in again. Yeah, you have to like keep like. Would you bring them into a modern day place, or would you make sure like let's make sure there's no electricity, <laughs> mm. <laughs> put a candlelight on? Like when, I think it would depend upon who it was. Sure, Ben Franklin. I'd bring somewhere modern so he could see electricity. Yes, yeah, what you did here with the kite. Yeah. Yeah. you did this thing. Yeah, hold this kite. Like, I know what that is. And then I feel like it wouldn't be there. He'd just be playing with shit. Yeah, right. He'd just be <laughs> flipping the lights on and off. Like, oh, can't stop it. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson. I'd probably bring him to like D.C. so he could smack some people around. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then Mark Twain just show him show him Twilight. 
Like, see what the hell, like, just, books just, we're reading here as yeah, kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just <laughs> sit down for a Twilight movie. Yeah, and just Jesus. Like, so what here we are, this? man. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I heard an interesting answer to a question like that recently. or I don't know what podcast I was listening to, but someone had, someone had said that they would sit down with their 20-year younger self mm. or 20-year older self. Like, if they had the choice to, like, going back to time travel for a second, like, sit down with their 60-year-old self, train break. Train break. Even the train thinks it's crazy. Actually, we're going to talk about Matthew McConaughey again. Yeah. That's a weird reference. Yeah, go ahead. Um, he had an interesting speech a little while ago. It's one of his award speeches, and he said his hero is himself in five years. Crazy. So he just, like, like so he said, like, basically, that. I want to become this person, yeah. so my hero is myself in five years. And he says, five years ago is me. Five yeah. years ago from now. He's like, so I need to make sure that I'm matching it's cool. who I'm supposed to be in five years. I yeah. thought that was an interesting. It, but it, to be able to, yeah, I, I, as, as someone as famous as him, it's it's easy to say that. But it, that's a tough thing to follow, too, is like, think like I think a lot in the past. Like, mm-hmm. I know it makes no, it, it, I shouldn't. Do you ever, like, do you ever think about the past? Not often, no. So you just straight a hoe? I mean, I do when you reminisce and nostalgia. Sure, yeah, yeah. But not really, yeah. no. I, I, I try not to. It's interesting that, to, to see yourself as a, as a hero in five years like that's like okay you're cocky son of a bitch All right. sure is yeah. it works save the world <laughs> <laughs> make sure something happens oh man um favorite movie favorite movie i know we talked about uh interstellar which you hadn't seen but it will be it will be my favorite yeah. movie pretty soon hmm i'm waiting for like something so crazy because you're just Harold talking about mark Maude. twain <laughs> Harold Maude, yeah. might be Harold Maude. <laughs> nice. I, I haven't seen that <laughs> it's a great movie man and my stupid ass was like full, Harold uh, Kumar? full uh, uh, soundtrack done by Cat Stevens. Really? Yep. Oh man! So what would you do uh, for first CD, or, or for, what would you, for if you had like one CD you could take with you to like the, the, the I don't know somewhere forever, could, forever. My last album we'll listen to yeah. to go along with my last yeah. meal. Yeah, sure, exactly. I had one album. So you're watching Harold and Maude with Mark Twain, Jefferson, doing and this. Ben Franklin. What would I listen to? Yeah. Right now, I've been jamming out to a lot of Jethro Tull. Cool. So maybe Jeez. Jethro Tull. Nice. What were some of your musical influences as a kid? Just that, like. Uh yeah. So, I a lot of like 60s, 70s classic rock. I listened to a lot of because yeah. my dad and I, I spent like growing up with my dad. We'd be playing cribbage. Okay. And uh, he had a probably five hundred record collection. Awesome. And so we would just put different stuff on the turntable. He'd tell me about whatever music, and we'd just play cribbage all night. That's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. So yeah, I, I think it's crazy how bad music is right now. In terms of like rap and hip hop, and coming from someone who mumble rap is the best, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, the, the like the triplet crap. But yeah, as coming from someone who's DJed hip hop, I can't like of the two thousands, like the fifty cent hip hop, and like that, and earlier, like what happened to the world now? Where I actually have are, no idea. Like, I actually for maybe five years ago, I thought music was taking a turn. Yeah, and actually getting better. Yeah, I thought it was going to turn back around because you had places like the Black Keys. Yeah. And even Mumford and Sons. And he had people that were actual musicians starting to come out and put out hit albums and, and things. And new, I was like, new stuff. Yeah. But and I thought we were going to make a turn. And then Mumble Rap came I think, out. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the Mumble Rap. Not to bash T Pain because what he did during his time was awesome. But the auto tune stuff is still kind of around, but still like that electronica stuff. But Which, like, shout out to Jay Z, Death of Auto Tune, one of his best songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the King. Sorry, we, we, I mean Queen Bee and the King. <laughs> sure, is he in the Lion King or just just she is? I think, but never mind. He should be simple. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No. I. 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 As that's like my. I feel my oldest when I talk about how bad music is today. Uh, and and like I was I was on the way home from work listening to like Lincoln Park and POD because it was on the Sirius station I'm listening mm-hmm. to. So I'm like, like that was the music I was listening to back then, and it still holds up to me. I, like music is such like going back to the spirits world and 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 the other thing we can't talk about the, like it's there's music for everybody right and i hate being told that what i listen to is garbage yes or like like it's not like you can't say that but i here i am saying like what you're listening to now kids is like but it's actually bad but i feel it's like not, it's no it's, longer it's not following just, the laws of music in my mind yeah i feel like it's no longer just like you know back in the day when rock and roll came out all, all that noise and stuff no this is actually just bad now yeah it's, like this is just bad. Yeah, and they're making money, like like Area Fifty One money. <laughs> I don't know how it's happening. So I wonder how we got to that as far as music. Maybe you just you have to try a different thing. In the same way that yeah. now, with whatever the substance we don't talk about, you just right. do a bunch of things, throw shit at the wall, yeah. and see if it works. Yeah, maybe that's music today too. Yeah, is maybe it's almost where 
It, that's how you it is can anywhere. kind of look at everything right now is getting to such extremes. Yeah. The pendulum has to swing back. But and you see it all over Instagram and everything is like like or you see it on the news talking about Instagram, which is even worse, is like this like you said, random thing that just happens to be the most popular thing in the world right now. Is like you can do anything and then someone will see it and then it'll be the most popular thing. It's like fifteen minutes of fame, but like it's fifteen seconds. It's now. fifteen seconds. It's just viral fifteen seconds, yeah. and that's all it is. Yeah. Uh, last last thing, and then we'll, and then we can uh, we can shut these off and have a have a final dram. But um, if you uh, had to tell, if if someone came up to you, at, you know, at a beer fest, we, we can say the word now, um, and asked you for like, what is one thing that like would impress me about you that is not beer related? Like, what is you got a secret? You got a secret hobby? I have no accomplishments. You can you do a magic name. trick? Like, like what? Like what? What's one thing that you uh, that people don't think you like could do, but you you can. Like for example, I I play the drums, and, and like maybe you look at me like okay, I didn't do anything, but I, like I can play drums pretty well. But like, is there anything like? I guess you kind of said it already with the construction or the yeah, crafting and stuff. Probably just building stuff. I think that's probably something. Stuff. The only yeah. other thing I can really think of is that we've been secretly dating for the last couple of years, but that's about yeah. it. I don't think most people know that. I know it's 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 our our lust is all over the podcast. It's it's just through the years. <laughs> yeah, we're actually sitting next to each other. <laughs> He's sitting on my lap. <laughs> yes, we're we're crazy. sharing a microphone. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what uh, that's what these independent uh, distillers do. Is <laughs> <laughs> no, I really can't think of too much else because yeah. I'm uh... any secret talents. Can you juggle? What's going on? I cannot here? juggle. Can no, I, I can juggle two things, and once you start throwing the third orange at me, I'm like, okay. Yeah, no, I, I, I can. Yeah, no, cannot okay. juggle. Nice. Mediocre at sports, really, just not really yeah. excelling in anything else. I mean, wiffle ball though. You just had had a wiffle. We ball had thing. a wiffle ball tournament. It was had, fantastic. How'd you do? Did pretty well. Okay, so you lost. <laughs> uh, no, we actually won. We got to the playoffs. We okay, won a good. game, and then we had a forfeit because we were down quite a few players. We had pulled groins. We had this. We had that. There's a lot of injuries. Man. Um. But the way to wrap up the whole thing was um, we had to we were tied in the 10th inning. Yeah. So we were already in extra innings. Or I guess it's the 8th because you play seven innings. Do you in wiffle ball? Yeah. <laughs> apparently, I guess nice. for them you do. Yeah. So we were, in this, we were in the 8th inning, one extra inning. I was on first. The most recent wife of three days was at bat. She hit and I scored. Hey. So she hit the walk off and I got the winning run oh three God. days after our wedding. So there you go. Wow, oh my God. Yep. Your honeymoon was at the Wiffle Ball too. <laughs> the honeymoon was at Wiffle Ball, yes. It's like, let's go somewhere else. Okay, we'll go over Let's across. go hang out in a really hot house with nine other people. Oh, let's go do that. That's awesome. It's like, yeah. geez, thanks for proposing then. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, man. Well, Devin, I appreciate you sitting down for the first, uh, whatever I'm going to call it, but uh, I, uh, I hope. Time travel part one. Time travel part, part two, even. Two, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or is it? But yeah, so uh, yeah. But for, for those that are that are listening, let me know what you think. And obviously, um, cutting back into beer, you can always visit uh, Devin at Henniker and uh, f- try his beer. What, what's the latest one you have out? We, we can, uh, we can Trail Buddy was yeah, the latest buddy. one that Hell we just yeah. put out, and that was the one super happy with. It's only three point eight percent, so nice and low. It's yep. an English summer beer, um, and it has hops all from the hop yard in Gorham, Maine. Nice, all featuring their nugget. So awesome, really great to support. You know. Hell yeah. Local farmers. We were talking about nuggets in Scotland. We were talking about nuggets. So different type of nugget. (laughs) All right, old Evan. Thanks so much. And uh, And also, I'm looking forward to your answers to these questions. Uh, Oh, yeah. You you have to listen when I talk to... I'll answer them during... uh, How about Randy's podcast? I'll answer all those questions. Randy interviews Brian. Oh wow, because he's good at that, right? He was I a, mean, he's he's a, he's a journalist and stuff. Jesus. He's got the announcing voice. Yeah, he also shoots arrows too. So I got to watch out for that. That's guy. probably his secret talent. Now it's out there in the world. I think it's. I think it was out there on Doctor mm. J podcast. We'll see. Devin, appreciate it, bud. Thanks, Brian. Cheers. Cheers.